0: Come, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Amen. Now, after the wise men had left, that's the opening line of our gospel today, and how strange it is that we hear of the departure of the wise men even before we celebrate their arrival We won't get to hear the story of the wise men's arrival until January 6th, when we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany. Chronologically, the Gospel of Matthew tells us Jesus is born, the wise men visit, the holy family flees to Egypt. But the lectionary, the readings appointed by the Church, tell it in this order. Jesus is born, the holy family flees to Egypt, the wise men visit. What's up with that? Why would the church ask us to hear the story out of order? Maybe, before we can celebrate the epiphany light, the arrival of the wise men, and the manifestation of Christ as the light to the world, we must first remember and acknowledge the darkness of our world. With the birth of Jesus, God becomes one of us and lives among us, coming to us as we are. The world does not get cleaned up, sanitized, or made presentable for the birth of Jesus. The Christmas story is not one of preparing the nursery, painting the walls, and making it cute. Instead, it is a story that reveals something true about God and something true about us. It tells us that God offers a new beginning, never mind what has happened before or how much we've made a mess of things. It also reminds us that God is willing to entrust the divine life to us, placing God's very self in our arms, as one who is vulnerable, fragile, as one who needs our care and protection. There is nothing sentimental about Matthew's version of the Christmas story. It is not a bedtime story. It is a front-page story from the morning news. And that's what reordering the timeline does for us. Today's gospel reminds us that Herod is real, not only in Jesus' time, but in ours as well. We don't know whether the slaughter of innocents happened the way Matthew describes it, but we do know that it is a true story. We don't know whether Herod really killed all those babies, but we do know that the Herods of the world will always seek to destroy life, to destroy all that is holy and sacred. Herod is in the news every day. We don't see or hear his name, but we recognize him. He's hard to miss. He's in some of our families and relationships. He's in some of our words, our actions, our choices. Herod is our indifference that stifles compassion, our hate and anger that inhibit the free flow of love our busyness and distractions that distort our presence and our attention, our violence and anxiety that defeat peace, our inhumanity that negates our creation in the image and likeness of God, and our politics when it is narrow, self-serving, discriminatory, and exclusive. Our world and sometimes our own lives are full of Herod's. Today's gospel wants to be sure we don't deny Herod's existence. That doesn't mean all is lost. It means that the world of Herod is the world into which Jesus was born. The world of Herod is the world in which Jesus finds us every day. And it is within that same broken world that Jesus reveals that God is with us and for us. To speak of Herod before hearing the story of the wise men, invites us to move from the darkness of today's gospel passage to the light of the epiphany three days from now. Herod's darkness is not the final reality. Darkness will not prevail. That means, however, that each of us, just like Joseph, has both the opportunity and the responsibility to guard the divine life, and protect that which is holy and sacred. That life, that holiness, that sacredness is not only about Jesus. It's also about you and me and our neighbor and the stranger among us. It's about our lives and our relationships. It's about people we know and people we've never met. It's about all the ways the divine life is entrusted to us. So where do you see that life breaking into your own? Think about specific places, people, practices, connections, opportunities or responsibilities that energize you or open your heart or challenge you to grow or to risk. Where, in other words, do you see God entrusting you with that which is holy and sacred, vulnerable? Where in your life might God be saying, Here, this this is yours. Care for it. Guard it. Protect it. Nurture it. I trust you with it. You are Joseph. You are the one to do this. So how do we do this? How do we care for and protect that tender life, that beauty, truth, goodness, and holiness in a world full of Herods? Maybe it begins by waking up to the presence of God in our lives. Isn't that, after all, what Joseph did? He did it before Jesus was born, and he does it again in today's reading. Before Jesus was born, Joseph had decided to quietly dismiss Mary from the bond of their engagement. It was a matter of life and death, as the law would have called for an unmarried woman to be killed. But a dream and an awakening would reveal that Mary's child was of the Holy Spirit. And so instead, Joseph took Mary as his wife and cared for her and cared for her child. Today, Joseph has another dream and another awakening. And again, it is a matter of life and death. Get up. Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. When it comes to the holy life of God with us, the life of Jesus among us, it is always a matter of life and death. The child's, each other's, our own. God has entrusted the flourishing of creation to each of us in unique and various ways. Just like Joseph, we stand in the middle between Jesus and Herod, between life and death, between the life-giver and the life-taker. We stand in the middle, but we cannot remain there. We must choose. Day by day, minute by minute, we choose. Over And over again, we choose. Will we get up and take the child and his mother? Or will we sleep through it and miss what God is doing in our lives? What might it be for you, for for me? What are we choosing? Are we nurturing and growing the life of Christ within us? How are we caring for the how are we caring for the sacred pieces and parts of our world? How will we create a home for Jesus? Amen.